This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director. Going to be talking to Wendy Dooley, Marketing Director at the Helpline Center. Uh, This is Mental Health Awareness Month. Yesterday was Armed Forces Day. Uh, We can talk about veterans a little bit, but uh, suicide is a common denominator. And you've got a walk coming up from the Helpline. It's called Step Forward. That's a really good name. Mm -hmm. Saturday, June 11th, which is only a couple weeks away. And it's going to be at the Raven Amphitheater, uh, 205 East 6th Street, downtown Sioux Falls, on the 11th. uh, uh, 11 years of hope and healing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hope is, I think, the key word on that. It is. It's something we really center on in the work that we do at the Helpline Center. It's it's what we all need. It's what we all want to feel is a sense of hope. And this is our 11th year that we've been doing this event. And it really is a great community event to bring people together and feel support and hope and healing from it. The event raises awareness and support for the Helpline Center's local suicide prevention services and survivor support programs. I think that's really important. 100% of the proceeds uh, stay local. Mm -hmm. Um, My dog died a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry to hear that. I didn't realize how traumatic that is. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a uh, pet bereavement support group. You know what? There probably is. You never know. You could call 211. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. There's there's a need for that, but what I'm saying is it's such. It, I I didn't know it was going to be such a trauma, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it, and that's one of the signs you have to kind of worry about. If you get too depressed, uh, suicide is something that can creep in, especially if you're on medications or something like that. Mm-hmm. So awareness is a key because uh, a lot of things can trigger that uh, loss of a. Yeah, there was there was a guy that his pet died, and he had a heart attack shortly after and died oh, because no. of that. Kind of like a broken heart. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. There's people that their son or daughter dies maybe of fentanyl or something like that, unexpected. Maybe it wasn't even their fault, you know. that We're not wired to lose a child. Our, our brain isn't. It's out of order. It's mm-hmm. out of order. And uh, I mentioned Armed Forces Day was yesterday. The our veterans, we talked about uh, uh, the Calm Waters program last Sunday. It was about 22 veterans we lose a day. Well, that number's coming down a little bit, but it's still too many. They get the help they can at the VA. We got one of the best VA centers here in Sioux Falls. They just finished a new mental health wing. Mm-hmm. And Abera, I think, is just finishing their brand new huge building mm-hmm. uh, that's all about mental health. Are we going to be seeing a lot of mental health patients, I, I suppose, uh, move to Sioux Falls because of that? You know, we are, we're a hub here mm-hmm. in Sioux Falls for that type of care, and I think that's super important. There's also been an increase of options for people to even get counseling and support v- via virtual appointments and things like that, which is also important. And I think sometimes increase in mental health concerns or people talking about them can be concerning to some folks. And I understand that. What we try to see that as, though, is people are becoming more comfortable and the stigma hopefully is starting to reduce a bit so that people do feel they can speak out and get that help early on. I mean, oftentimes mental health can start to show itself in kids when they're even much younger than even middle school. And if we can start to have those conversations early, we can treat mental health like we do any other type of medical concern. Our brains are a vital part of our of our human system, and they can be sick just like any other part of our body can be. And so if we can start having those conversations and, and getting people the support and the help they need early on, we can hopefully prevent more crisis situations from occurring. Naomi Judd, I think, is mm-hmm. a good example because people have known for quite some time that she battled depression and uh, anxiety. and. Right. Uh, she even wrote a book quite some time ago about anxiety mm-hmm. uh, that she couldn't get out of bed some days even. And that, it was such a good book, but it, it shows 
and the fact that she committed suicide, that a lot of these problems don't go away. You, you can't heal it. You have to learn how to live with it. It's a living. Yeah. We just had a speaker. It was a virtual event last week with Thrivent by the name of Kevin Hines. We've had him here in person before. He's a suicide attempt survivor after trying to take his life uh, by jumping from the Golden Gate Bridge. That was nearly 20 years ago now, and he's still alive to talk about it today, which is such a blessing. But he really does a great job of talking about the living with mental health and finding ways if it's, you know, changing up your your medications, changing up how often you're going to talk therapy. There are all sorts of ways that you do have to continuously stay engaged. And I think the longer someone has a mental health concern, the better they are at seeing those signs and knowing those things that they need to do to, to really take care of themselves. Speaking with Wendy Doodley, Marketing Director of the Helpline Center, talking about the Step Forward Prevent Suicide Walk coming up June 11th, uh, Saturday at 9 in the morning at the Raven Amphitheater. Downtown is becoming such a great place now. It used to be a ghost town. I, can't I remember, know. But it's, it's such a great place now for events like this. Yeah, and Raven has been fantastic at this, their second year of supporting our event in their amphitheater. It just works really well. It's a beautiful, um, right by the river, great perspective to have down there. Lots of good parking, especially on the weekend. Um, We do a nice little 1.5 mile walk. Um, Of course, each year it seems to change a little bit which route we go on, given the amount of construction that's also occurring in our downtown, especially northern Sioux Falls right now. But um, it's just a wonderful space and uh, we're really looking forward to that. Cynthia Lauper, girls just want to have fun. That mm-hmm. song, if, if you're old enough. I am old enough, yeah. for sure. Well, she almost killed herself, mm-hmm. and she talked about it for quite some time. She said, look what I would have missed mm-hmm. if she had been successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's something that uh, I think uh, needs to be brought up, is, is some people think it's, you know, they lose their first girlfriend, a boyfriend in high school, and they think it's the end of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not. It's not. Uh, you know, uh, suicide prevention, uh, there's, a, uh, I, I think, a group of survivors uh, in Sioux Falls, and survivors are not maybe the person that tried to commit suicide, maybe they failed, but it's the people around, uh, the family and the friends of the person who did suicide, mm-hmm. uh, somewhat, you know, it affects them very, very much. Very deeply, for a long time. They say the average person has about 100 um, people that are impacted by their their loss. So when you think about that, I mean, you know that's an average. So you know that there's people that have far more than that. And back to the speaker we just had last week, he talks about how the moment his hands hit the rail, mm-hmm. he knew he made a mistake. And he prayed to God that, that he would live. And he survived a, a fall that about 1% of people that have attempted survive. Um, so he's one of 34, I believe, living survivors that are known. Um, and so his big thing is that he wants people to be, be reminded that that one choice decision that is made, the impact it can have on so many people. And in his case, all the things, too, he would have missed out on had that completion occurred. Yeah, from from the that height, I'm not quite sure, but it's it's a, a very high mm-hmm. distance that they fall from the Golden Gate Bridge. Uh, they say the water is like hitting concrete. That mm-hmm. you know, it's like jumping out of an airplane almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you know, that one percent success rate uh, had to have some intervention. I think uh, suicide. Just googling it, anyone can look this up. It's the tenth leading cause of death in the United States. The second leading cause of death after accidents for people aged ten to thirty-four. Mm-hmm. And again, what a waste. 
at that age. It is. They have their whole life ahead of them. Now, 10, I mean, uh, we're getting into grade school here, mm-hmm. uh, middle school, mm-hmm. uh, high school kids. But, uh, uh, you know, it's a serious public health problem. Now, I can remember uh, they killed a mockingbird, you know, mm-hmm. um, the uh, one over the cuckoo's nest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was times that people with health, mental health issues were literally, um, you might say, housed, warehoused, uh, hosed off mm-hmm. to, you know, they don't, you know, they just hose them down. To right. clean. Uh, those days are long gone. Thank goodness. But the thing is, all of them were dumped on the street and there's no programs for them. Mm-hmm. There's no place for them to go now. Uh, that the homeless situation we see in California, Colorado, and in other uh, large cities uh, is starting to show up here in Sioux Falls. It is. Uh, one in three of the homeless are veterans, uh, some by choice. Uh, you, you know, you're not going to talk them out of it if that's what they want to do. Uh, but that brings up, you know, with veterans PTSD, it, it's from a trauma. It's not a chemical imbalance, I guess, as a mental health um disease mm-hmm. trauma itself uh, again your brain isn't wired to see some things right we're not meant to and that trauma never goes away no and again we have to live learn to live with it mm-hmm. uh, so there can be trauma from many things from a car accident uh, to um you know a lot of different things that people uh, you know have that would be actually uh, you know rape is, is a trauma and so on uh, but there's an estimated 1.3 million adults attempt suicide each year and the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, uh, according to them, more than one in five people who died by suicide had expressed their suicide intent. So what are the risk factors, the, the warning factors? I guess, you know, they always say when people start giving things away. That's a big thing. And um, the a lot of people even mention it. Mm-hmm. So most often um, when, when people who have been survived, um, you know, and had a loss to suicide, there's usually signs and symptoms and things that they can look back and reflect on. Not always. There's no clear cut um, message here, but giving things away is a big thing. Also a a sudden change in mood. So if someone is generally um, more subdued and quiet and all of a sudden seems to be kind of the life of the party and kind of a big shift in, in their personality, that can be a bit of a concern. Not always. These aren't like, you know, not every side and symptom is going to be the same for each person. Um, most often people do mention, especially young people, to their friends that they want to kill themselves. Um, most often there's someone they've confided in. And unfortunately, adults struggle to hear that and know what to do. So youth definitely do. They don't understand necessarily um what to do with that information because they don't want to take it to an adult or someone for fear that that person would be upset. But what we would tell anyone is if someone tells you that, take it very seriously and um, take it to the next adult or someone in your life that you you don't have to fix the problem yourself. None of us have to be mental health experts. But if we are concerned about someone, 
make sure you're doing everything you can to support that person and get them the help that they need. Especially those who have tried suicide before. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that they have solved the problem. Mm-hmm. That's highest risk is those who have attempted it before and they, they feel they failed. Um, but mental disorders, uh, depression, alcohol use uh, is pretty high in that. I, I, every winter there's somebody that dies uh, under the viaduct. It seems like uh, they just sat there and, and was drinking and, and, and just froze. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's basically a hard way to go. But Naomi Judd, uh, with everything she had, she was a millionaire. She had all these, she was going to be about to go on yeah. tour again. Yeah. And she was just a few days away from being entered into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Um, he had it all, but yet, like I say, that depression, um, is it a chemical imbalance or, uh, actually it can run into family, can it? Yeah. So we just also hosted an event, um, in, in April with a speaker that came in and, and talked about statistics as it relates to chances of, um, addiction, mental health and that kind of thing. And we are genetically predisposed to certain things in our lives. Sometimes it's a, a an acute anxiety or an acute depression state given an event or an occurrence that's happened in someone's life but oftentimes it's a genetic link so you know if you know those things about your family you know you want to take extra care and attention to paying attention to those things um but again i go back to the speaker we just hosted um he talks about the the physical pain like if you think about some of the worst physical pain you've ever experienced in your whole life the thing you would want more than anything is for that pain to end and for it to stop. And in his belief, given his personal experience, brain pain and mental health pain is worse than any physical pain he's ever experienced. And so it's really about a matter of that pain stopping because you can't really see when that things are going to get better. And you think to yourself, if this is what it's like, I, I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to feel like this anymore. So I certainly don't know anything professionally about Naomi Judd's, you know, past or background, but my guess is that that's she'd been struggling with this for a long time and just grew really tired of I re- it. I recommend people, you know, if it's available online or audio or whichever, the book she wrote probably about, oh, I know, 30, 40 years ago on the subject she was dealing with uh, uh, in the fact that to use a gun, to me, that would be kind of a, you know, it's going to be messy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, to you, I guess that's one thing to say is, is you have firearms in your house to make sure that you're locked up, um, to make sure that they're, uh, you know, you're protected, I guess, from uh, somebody just taking or stealing that gun. I mean, people steal guns out of vehicles around Sioux Falls lately. Right. Um, but the, uh, uh, it, it can be complex. Um, suicide it can be simple or complex, I guess I can mm-hmm. say. Um, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, it's it's quite unusual for, well, I'll just say, statistically, it's more common for um, completion of suicide for men than it is for women, often because men are known to use more lethal means. Um, and so it, it was uh, a bit unusual to hear about the, the method of which Naomi passed away from, but... Um, Again, we're when we try to simplify a very complex um, state of mind, it's it's really tough to do, and so um, that's why you know we do have to means restriction is a big part of of a training we do at the helpline center. So 
we work collectively and connectedly to Avera Behavioral Health and other um, nonprofits across the state to provide a brochure that's very useful to someone who might be bringing someone home um, from Avera Behavioral Health and just kind of to do a walk through your house and think about any means that could be lethal in your home. And so it could be medicine, it could be knives, it could be the you know guns you have, but it's all about just getting rid of those or making sure that where they are are safe and secure. Well, I had sciatica last year, and believe me, that's there's no pain pill you can take for it. It's a nerve mm-hmm. thing. Uh, so a person that's in chronic pain, I can I can imagine uh, some things, but uh, you know uh, the top reason is a relationship problem was the top factor contributing to suicide in in many cases. Why is it that men are three times more apt to uh, kill themselves than women? Women seem to be more sensitive. It it seems as though um, it's not necessarily that there's more men than women who are contemplating it. It's just the means of which they take to end their lives are more lethal. So women tend to not use guns. And so therefore, the completion of their suicide might not happen because of the means that they're using. So relationship problems, I think, affect people in a variety of ways, um, not just our youth, but to, to talk about our youth a little bit. Um, I remember when I first started my role at the helpline four years ago, I had I have three sons, and they're all in that adolescence time frame. So it was a very tender time to be learning this information. But adolescents don't have a fully developed brain, and so they don't understand the the finality of their choices and their decisions. And then they also don't necessarily have that ability to see past the crisis that they're in at that time. And so that's the really scary part is most people kind of go through a process of maybe they think about suicide, but then they don't for a long period of time Um, or they think about it. And then maybe weeks later, they might think about how they might do that. Um, And then they may never go to that next step of actually attempting, whereas youth because they don't have the developmental abilities to think through things like adults do, they can go through those phases fairly rapidly and have just a really, really bad week or a really, really bad day and can go through those stepping processes more quickly, which is very scary. Talking to Wendy Dooley, our marketing director, Helpline Center, talking about the Step Forward Prevent Suicide uh, Walk, Saturday, June 11th, uh, 9 o'clock in the morning at the Raven Amphitheater. Can people still have time to sign up for that? Absolutely. We'll even have people, if you just want to come that day, if you're not ready to commit yet, um, just show up at 9 a.m. on the 11th at the Raven Amphitheater, and we'd be happy to have you join us. And I, I think there's people out there in the audience that are uh, a little naive or shy, and if they have concerns... Uh, about somebody, uh, about suicide or maybe themselves, there'll be people at that walk that have experience uh, that maybe they can um, find some peers that uh, can, you know, they can start to talk to. Yeah, it's a community event of folks who have been touched. Generally, the majority of the people who come have been impacted or touched by suicide in some way, whether they've personally lost or they've become an ally for the cause and really want to spread the the positive messaging. But we'll also have some of our staff there too, as professionals that can help individuals who might be struggling. Um, we have support groups at the Helpline Center 
for families or friends who have lost loved ones to suicide um, because it is such a unique grief that we really want to provide that ability for people to be vulnerable and share how they're feeling with other people who have been through something similar, which is super important. And um, it just provides a really healing environment and a non-judgmental environment for people to be super open and vulnerable about their concerns. Well, we've always heard a teenager say, I'm going to kill myself if you leave, you mm-hmm. know, um, how serious should we take that? We would say that every verbalization should be taken seriously. Um, you know, so we want to provide people the tools kind of like if you think about when CPR first aid first became available, it was for people who, who us lay people who might be gone and out and about someday come upon someone who's having a, men, a medical crisis. We know enough things about what to do to help until the professional help can get there. We have mental health first aid training that we do through the Helpline Center um, often for that same reason. We, we don't expect that anybody is going to know the right things to say, especially to a loved one all the time. But we can provide some of those tools and trainings to help people know what to do in that event. And then also just know that our staff is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if your son or daughter, if your friend has said something that's concerning to you or anyone you might know, and you're not sure what to do, call us. Call 211. Um, we'll be there to support you and help you with those next steps. I always used to say it's just an arm's length away when they used to have the, the landline telephones. Now it's in the palm of your hand. Right. We all have them every day, usually. Yeah. 211. And that's statewide in South It Dakota. is statewide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, the CDC says about half or 54% of the people who die by suicide did not have a known mental health condition. Uh, maybe they've been dealing with challenges that uh, hadn't been diagnosed or known to those around them. So uh, a lot of times we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, is probably the scariest part to most people um, is that we, we there's no clear-cut um, answer to all things as it relates to suicide. And so that's when we really want to do things like we've been doing this month to raise conversation about mental health. And really, um, everyone has at least hopefully a few people that are close to them. And so if, if it's someone you're close to or concerned about and you notice a change in them, um, getting comfortable with having those conversations of, are you doing okay? I've noticed lately that you've been, you know, a little bit withdrawn from things. I'm concerned. Are you okay? Um, even getting comfortable with asking someone that question of, are you having suicidal thoughts or are you suicidal is important. You're not putting that thought into someone's mind. I think that was something that's been debunked over the course of time. And in reality, when you talk to people who have been contemplating and someone they're that they trust asks them that question, it can be a bit of a relief to them to feel seen and known and heard and valued um, that that person would think enough of them to ask them and it could open up the ability for them to talk. Well, I've been doing this program for since 1977. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember in Roosevelt's um, high school early years, there was a cheerleader uh, very well popular, just had gone to see some of the campuses of the college she was going to go to. Mm-hmm. And she came in and asked her dad, can she, you know, talk? And her dad was on the phone. He said, well, just a minute. And in that minute, he went to her room and she had committed suicide. Wow. And the, you know, it, it wasn't, there wasn't any signs. Right. Um, but that high school cried through their prom and cried through their homecoming even the next fall sure um because it's you know it's the what if right 
What did we miss? Yeah. What did we not see? Yeah. In Washington High School, they had a, a similar uh, situation. And I, I got to say, the kids all got together and they said, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they really came up with a, a, a pretty good idea. They got little business cards that they handed out. And they said, you know, when you meet somebody and they say, how are you? To look them in the eye mm-hmm. and really mean it. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't just say it, uh, uh, you know, shallantly. Uh, shake their hand. How are you? And and look them in the eye and, and mean it. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that was their, you know, that's not a bad solution. I think those kids came up with a pretty well, good idea. And so I have kids that one that graduated from Washington a couple of years ago and one that's a sophomore there. To this day, on the back of their student ID cards, they have um, things to do as a student, what to look out for with your friends. And that kind of thing. And I should mention as well that we have a statewide texting program for high school students as well. So this event helps raise funds to support that. So high school students from any high school in the state of South Dakota can text our staff 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they can get support and help too. Well, if they mention death, dying, or suicide in in any of their writings, um, if they make comments about being hopeless, helpless, or worthless, I always say, Hopeless is defined, uh, hope is defined when everything seems hopeless. But uh, if they have expressions of having no reason to live, no sense of purpose, saying things like it would be better if I wasn't here or Mm -hmm. I want out, uh, increased alcohol or drug misuse, withdrawal from friends, family, community, reckless behavior or risky activities, seemingly without thinking, I'm reading this, Mm -hmm. dramatic mood changes, talking about feeling trapped or being a burden to others, those are things that, we, you know, we see them somewhat uh, in everybody. You might mm-hmm. say at one time or another. Mm-hmm. But um, that's that's where education and communication, I think, is the key. It is. Um, our speaker, so every year at our Step Forward event on the 11th this year, um, we have a, a speaker who has personal experience. And this year our speaker is Megan Donovan, and she's going to be sharing her story about uh, attempting suicide when she was um, just out of college. What she can now do with the ability of still being here to do it, thank God, is look back and realize as a high school student, she was an overachieving student. She was popular. She had the good grades. She had, you know, all the things that people would look at from an outside perspective and go, she's got it all right. But inside, what she now realizes is some of her overachieving um, attributes were actually leading to her mental health or were or were a part of her own mental health journey. And so now her story is that she's here to tell her story, which is fantastic. But also, you know, for a long time, she didn't know who to talk to or what to say or who would listen. And now through a variety of support mechanisms and talk therapy and medication, she's in a much better place. So, Well, <clears throat> ask them, you know, keep them safe be there with them, mm-hmm. help them connect, stay connected, uh, you know, while they're, you know, maybe getting some intervention. Uh, but the biggest stigma is suicide, is the stigma of suicide. Right. And that's where the walk, Step Forward to Prevent Suicide, Saturday, June 11th, coming up at 9 a.m. at the Raven Amphitheater, 205 East 6th Street, downtown Sioux Falls, is a place where you can go in and talk to people who Absolutely. Uh, have, have talked about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like I say, our time is, is running out, but uh, uh, Wendy Dooley, Marketing Director at Helpline, again, all you have to do is dial 211 any time of the day of the week, mm-hmm. um, 
and they they'll put you in, if they if they think you need help with a professional psychiatrist, there's psychiatrists on call that they can put you directly in there contact are. with. Yeah, and even more now as a result of COVID, I would say there are silver linings that came from mm-hmm. that, and one of them is that there's an increased number of therapists available, counselors available to people immediately when they might need help. Do you need some help or volunteers for the for the walk? Yeah, so most of our volunteers are our committee advocates. So we've got people from the community that have been fantastic at helping us with this. And then we do we would have some needs for volunteers. So if you're interested in learning more about that, you can call and speak with our events coordinator at the Helpline Center um, or call 211. Um, but it's just going to be a day filled with hope and remembrance. We do a remembrance ceremony, actually. So if even if you can't attend our event, if you have been personally impacted by suicide and you would like a name read aloud, um, you can submit that through our website as well at helplinecenter.org. Um, and we will read all of those names aloud, which is a really um, beautiful thing to do for someone's name to be read aloud that hasn't been in, in quite some time. Well, this Mental Health Awareness Month, a lot of people don't know, but the helpline has moved. We have. We moved at the end of the year from um, the north part of Sioux Falls to more the south, central, I would say. We are near 49th and Kiwanis, so we're super excited about that. We've had a lot of growth, a lot of resources added to what we do, so definitely excited for that opportunity. And if people want to volunteer to be a helpline uh, you know, counselor or somebody that works with the phones, and, and they can, you're looking for those? We actually only have full-time staff now that answer those calls. They've become so complex um, that there's so much training that needs to take place and consistency with that. So, unfortunately, we don't have opportunities for volunteers for that need. We are hiring, yes. So, we are hiring, absolutely. So, if this is something that that you have a passion for, we'd love to hear from you. Anyone listening, uh, again, 211, you can call right now, mm-hmm. anytime, uh, all over the state. And uh, Wendy Dooley, Marketing Director, Helpline Center, I hope if, if anybody out there calls just one person, uh, this program has uh, served its purpose. And Absolutely. Thank, thank, yeah, thank we're here to help save lives. So thank you for helping us do that. Thank you for being with us on Forum.